0: September 6, 2019, and it's the international edition of The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios on the ones and twos, our illustrious brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, Jen. And joining us from his new home in Paris, France, Tyler howie, Huckabee. Howie. Bonjour à
1: how i going to start. That. I don't know. I'm still working it. I'm still,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm shouting it on the streets and I'm getting weird looks. I am not sure that, what I'm not sure what I'm saying, but, but you can't just run around saying bonjour in France.
3: To, to offset all of this, I will be eating freedom fries for lunch and I will be altering weather maps to clearly show that Alabama is in the loop of America. And I got to offset this, the Frenchness. Tyler, how many Jerry Lewis movies have you watched? Because I assume like three channels is just Jerry Lewis movies on a loop. Don't they love him
2: over there? They love him over. It's a a very strange. I've only been here for like three days. And most of those I've been like, I've been in a fever dream of jet lag slash just the new, you know, you you got a a lot of things to do. I live in a, I'm going to, I brought kind of a visual slice. I, I think I've already showed you this, but I want to show Annie and Cameron maybe you can describe for the listeners so I'm in my Airbnb that I'm going to be in for the next month here and Tell me what you guys think of my uh, staircase over here. <gasps> the, the, what? It's the just world's three most floating pieces staircase. of wood. Do you think that's up to code? Do you think that's up to like uh, I don't know if Uncle Sam would let these would let these fly here in, over in the US. What we're looking at is a loft.
0: There's a loft without a it's railing. A loft, yeah. Yeah, a loft exactly. without a railing about, you know, eight feet above uh, the living room there. And the the staircase to get up to the loft without a railing looks like a couple of Zigzag pieces of wood that are <laughs> coming out of the wall with also no railing. So it's you just gotta it. crawl
3: and up there, gonna, I think. And I'm just eyeballing it. All of the stair links don't look exactly the same. It looks like yeah, they got those don't looks,
4: look just right. It looks a, like the
3: contractor was like, you know what, these stairs are close enough. Like they'll make their way up there.
0: <laughs> it looks it's like a, the the lines on the Charlie Brown T shirt just going. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, good, yeah, that's a
2: good. That's a good. Yeah,
4: that's right. Of it. It's the Charlie Brown T shirt turned sideways, and you're expected to climb it.
0: Yeah. yeah, and
4: the, the What's ceiling it's a
2: true lofted bed. Yeah, and the, so the ah. ceiling is only about 3 like the roof is only about 3 feet higher. So as you go upstairs you have to crouch. Now it's not it's not it's not safe. It's not ideal. My dog won't touch it because uh, uh-huh. he's no,
3: nobody's fool, but I've got
2: no real. Do y'all to have sleep. like
4: a guard up so you and y'all don't roll out of it? Well, listen, no, you know my history
3: with books. bunk beds. I would not you go did. near that. Yes. Thing. I'd, I'd fly back to America. I'd be right. like, France <laughs> is trying to kill me. The French are trying to get. They're like, Bonjour, right this way, Monsieur, Madame, and then they lead me up here to a death trap. I, I see know what the French, French are trying to do. It's, it's a it's a it's a passive aggressive way to take me out, and I would I would be on the first. Plane back to God's country. <laughs> there are, oh there are some books, like big stacks of books that are set up along there. That's the
2: closest thing we have to like a guard so we don't roll off the bed in the middle of the night. And I can tell you that maybe the most French thing about the place is that the books are very adult in content. Was not warned about these when we came <laughs> oh in. So it all feels very, so far it feels very not only French, but godless and socialist. So <laughs> I needless to say. Okay, so
4: you're there I'm for one month. It. Are y'all by y'all are in France longer than that, right?
2: We're in yeah, we're gonna we're doing two different Airbnbs bees. We're going to move halfway um,
3: through
0: to a sounds different... Okay. To sounds
4: fine. A,
3: like a, a, a typical European hellscape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the first half, you're going kind of... You want to experience two different types of Paris. Exactly. So the first half, you're going hedonism. <laughs>
3: Death-defying
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Death
2: yeah. yeah, hedonism. Yeah. Literal. I literal gotcha. edge. Got you. And then I don't know what I don't know. what Round two is going to be like yet, but yeah, I'm looking forward knows. to sharing this with.
4: Oh, oh, so y'all don't know round two yet? No, this we, is I, very
2: I have cool. It, I have it, but the pictures, you know, pictures of an Airbnb, it can be a little deceiving. It's you can get go. some surprises. They
4: get. <laughs> oh, really I was about to control. get so excited that you were there with nowhere next to live.
2: Oh, that would have been, that would have been par for the course for Tyler Huckabee. But no, we have we have a spot <laughs> lined up for round two. We we do have a place to stay. I believe
0: Jesse and I are having our own travel difficulties right now yeah, yeah. because yeah. we're going <laughs> we're going to Toronto tomorrow for the film festival and uh, Jesse has an interview with lined up with like Tom Hanks and we're doing stuff for the magazine and and he calls me this morning uh, first thing five times his flights have been canceled because there's a rainstorm in the ocean. And I'm and scrambling and I'm like, you know what? Is this is out. no
3: big deal, man. I'm, I'll get on a later one. So I schedule it. I call him back. I'm like, dude, bad news. <laughs> got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'll get one Saturday. Call them back. Hey, bro. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Canceled. So I'm like, I might have to drive like three hours. I think I've got it all scheduled. Who knows? It's a big thing. And I've been worried about it all morning. Tyler knows sure. this. Sure. I've been, been stressing. I, been I, I've out. called him. Yeah, I called him early, Merly. Early, Merly. I can't even speak. <laughs> it's got me so. This whole situation. You called him early, has me, <laughs> called, called him in France early, uh, This whole situation has me so frazzled had an interview this morning, guys, we're we're coming in hot today. I don't know if you guys notice this, but I'm coming in very hot. And all this, and I'll tell you what's not helping: all this France talk. <laughs> That's got my feathers ruffled
4: <laughs> a little bit. Wait, Huck, what time is it? Evening? If it's morning for us, is it evening for you? It's four o'clock. Yeah. Okay, and it's so nine no, a.m. No, Central. It's fine.
2: It's fine. I just start working. I just start working a little early. You know, I'm I'm kind of doing the relevant late night. Shit. Yeah. You guys don't need to. You guys don't need to know what I'm covering in my in my mornings over here. The less you know, yeah. that, the better. Just for, rest assured, they're getting clicks. They're getting engaged. That's
4: what it was like when I lived in Scotland. Huck is that I always worked way different. Like you have to adjust in the morning. You're the only person working, uh-huh. and then when yeah. you're ready to go to bed, everybody else is still cranking along.
0: My favorite yeah. thing traveling to Europe or, or whatever is that I can get. Like I do an entire half days of work, half day of work, and then everybody shows up at the office and it's like, I'm ahead of everybody. It's great. It's it's like like, having
2: superpowers. I don't don't, don't (laughs) don't get bothered with all. We don't need to name names, but people coming through. I'm not going to say anybody's name, but 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 Carrie Jesser. is some sometimes sometimes comes in with some of his own personal drama right his or her personal drama We're going to get uh, airline issues yeah. uh, some, it's a like whole thing. some sort of like lightly American centrist takes and that just throws off my whole name then I have to talk sure. to him. Him or her the entire well, time. Her. I be, yeah.
3: because I get to, to Tyler's like dumbfounded at the news that has transpired in the short few oh, hours yeah. that he's been offline. He's like, I miss this whole Sharpie gate thing with a president in the hurricane in Alabama. I miss Benny Hinn renouncing the prosperity gospel. Well, don't give like, away the whole news cycle.
2: Big, has,
4: yeah, that I was wake a up big in the morning, miss.
2: And, yep. and everything's gone. I got nothing, and I, and I can't even—I can't even dunk on anybody because they're all asleep. <laughs> so it's hey, you on still Twitter. do it
4: on Twitter, though. You still and try. When I woke crickets. up this morning, you had some hot takes already. <laughs> to, to
2: crickets, Andy. <laughs> Nobody cares.
0: You're gonna have to start <laughs> scheduling your 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 hot take tweets and stuff. Yeah. You to, like, We're gonna
2: start doing hot takes about France, which <laughs> sure people are really excited to hear more about my hot, exciting French takes about Emmanuel Macron.
4: <laughs> Have you um gotten to see our friend, Joy Egrich, read yet?
2: No, no. I, I, I'm still trying to. Honestly, I was stuck up in the loft for the first two days that I was here. <laughs> <laughs> I the courage to go downstairs. So. And honestly, he's
3: been working on hot takes, but his his riff on what happened while cycling with a large roll in his hand, it just wasn't as hot as he was just, hoping. Yeah, I, it didn't land. Good. Still workshopping
2: some of my bits.
3: <laughs> Who's making this cobblestone? I mean, it's a real (laughs) hazard. I got two large rolls in my hand. (laughs) Soccer blue. (laughs) Soccer blue.
0: Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, Elevation Worship singer Chris Brown joins us to talk about their new project at midnight, which came out last Friday at midnight. Uh, Jesse, I got to be honest with you. When I saw the rundown for today's show Mm -hmm. and that today's guest was Chris Brown, yeah. I thought we were going in a very very different <laughs> direction
4: Chris Brown let's go let's talk <laughs> yeah, to him
3: Yeah. The redemption tour I thought that all the way up until I got on the phone with him and realized it was a guy from Elevation Worship. So I had to quickly listen to the EP while doing the interview, which complicated things. But I'm a pro. I'm a pro's pro. he' Chris did- Brown,
2: who do you think you are? <laughs> Where do you get off, buddy? You got a lot of nerve wanting to be associated with this magazine. What you
3: yeah, he was very confused and he can and. Chris Brown from Elevation thought I had caught him in something and confessed to some really interesting, <laughs> terrible things. We're going to leave that on the editing room floor yeah. uh, or the too hot for TV. So Chris, Chris, the other Chris Beasy, you're safe today, buddy. We'll just talk about the incredible new EP, which I actually really do love. It's yeah. called At Midnight. And it is um you know, the, he he told some really cool stories that we'll listen to later, including you know there was uh you know the a worship leader with Hillsong who recently had like a medical emergency and you know even the the team at Elevation kind of rallied and uh you know dedicated some some of the music to to her recovery. So I mean it, it he did really tell some awesome stories and I'm really really excited about this EP. I told him this in the conversation. If you're looking for like a worship album that's like a great morning one where you're it's like one to get ready. Too, where you feel like, like you're going to char-
4: first part of the day or morning like sadness
3: no morning first part of the day like okay. getting ready like I'm going to go and I'm going to slay John giant- and you're listening to all these lyrics and you're like wow I'm pretty charged up for the day so it's one of those so I'm excited to talk to him later on the show
0: it's kind of a Dwight Schrute sitting in the car before a sales call it's, pumping himself it's, up with it's like- a spiritual version of that yeah. <laughs> I like it um, alright well stay tuned coming up next it's the hot list
5: Ay, lately, I've been a bit righteous, yeah Ayy, taking off, boy, like, watch me pilot. it, ayy I'm about to add that, babe Most of these rappers is whack, let me demonstrate i be like 188, still I elevate Body the moment I came with the pen I make Hits with fashion, call it a classic Boxing me in, I treat it like dashes Humble and personal, record, I'm ratchet Mind me so crazy, can't nobody match it Ain't no comparing, I'm in my own bracket Light of the world, I'm the main attraction Life on the microphone, couldn't imagine Hop about the whip and go speak to the masses Watch me elevate, yeah laps at record pace pop a bottle celebrate we got that dub like west I wash me throw it up in my spaceship going off this here be my glow off
0: you're listening to tadashi featuring Stephen malcolm the song is activate at the beginning of the podcast you heard post malone's new one circles all right it's time for it's the All right, I'm going to give you some context for the hot list. Every week, Dang. we oh cover stuff all day, every day, intersection yeah. of faith and culture and justice and all that kind of stuff. And some weeks pulling together the top five, it's like, you know, it's, they're There's not all some stretches. All There's run, some stretches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This week, we left some heavy hitting news on the cutting room floor for the top oh, five man. this week. I mean... So,
4: so many options. So I can't many. See
0: it. For a short holiday week where half of the East Coast was shut down for no apparent reason for an unnecessary rain delay. You know, uh, a lot of so rude about
4: this hurricane. I actually appreciate all the concern people have taken to be safe. Yeah,
0: I, I do, too. And I
3: will say this to, to, to Huck has not seen the hot list, but I know there's an item
4: I haven't that, either
3: that he wanted on the list. You'll have to wait to see if we get to number one to see if we mention. But like Cameron said, a lot was left on the cutting room floor this week. Go to relevantmagazine.com. Follow us on social. You won't miss anything. But uh, I think, you know, if we if I need, if we need to cede the floor to Huck for, for something that we may or may not have missed, we can do that. But I feel confident in my choices. List, my personal
2: hot list and the relevant official hot list may not be totally aligned. Yeah, ah, there's, there's nothing
0: Jerry Lewis related, but the hot, Tyler has his own hot list outlet doing relevant daily every day, you know, so that's he, true. he yeah, doesn't need true. this hot list. Yeah,
2: no, this yeah. is this is this is my time to take a nap.
0: Yeah. And I got that ba- I got that news time. for you. Relevant Daily is taking a hard turn for the
3: latest Pepe Le Pew news. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs>
2: We're now yeah. doing a new French word
3: of the day on the daily. <laughs> I hope everybody
4: can <gasps> I wish.
3: Uh,
0: speaking video. of uh speaking of cutting room floor, Chandler, I I listened to Tuesday's show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Masterful job leaving a lot of stuff out. <laughs> Thanks. I cut Yeah. Well done. You yeah. After? I that was like, man, balls. this show is flying. This is really good. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. No, it's because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, it's because Chandler a, handles it. There's a good uh, three 10 minute chunks that I took out. <laughs> <laughs> boy. Well, you cut out the right ones. Again, so, yeah. good, it's no. a good work. Including good us trying to figure out the name of the male gentleman. <laughs> Annie had yeah. an encounter with. Yeah, that was that one was a little bit more tricky. Than...
3: <laughs> I even sent him some notes after that one. I'm like, cut more. <laughs> 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 he had already cut it down to basically nothing, and I had
0: one edit note. I'm like, you need to cut more from that. <laughs>
1: cut more of that.
0: Uh, we, uh, I mean, it was it was it was a holiday weekend. We had we were hunkered down for fear of a hurricane. I mean, there was just a lot of factors that it went that it went into what happened on Tuesday. Yeah. But <laughs> public doesn't know. It's great.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. What happened?
0: All right. Coming in at number five this week, uh, it was revealed that Kanye West's new album might be called Jesus is King. So Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian West, uh, showed an image of a track listing for an album due out on September 27th called uh, that title Jesus is King. Song titles included spiritually themed terms like Selah, Baptized, Sunday, Sweet Jesus. And though it's not an official announcement, Kanye has, of course, embraced more religiously oriented music recently, uh, serving as a music director for his weekly Sunday services. Um, Here's a clip of this week's Christianized Sunday service remix of Tupac's California Love, which they uh, performed in the Watts neighborhood in LA.
3: We, we've clowned on like Christian versions of, you know, quote unquote, secular songs. But I don't know. I kind of appreciated the heart for behind at least what they were singing. I mean, they really sung it like a prayer. And it. it I don't know. I mean, I, I get like Christianizing I know, a Tupac songs kind of goofy. But I mean, you, you know, it, watching the video of all those people singing glory, glory, hallelujah, Holy Spirit, fall of Watts was to, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm i um, just overly sentimental, but I thought it was kind of cool. They're also happy that it's a little hard.
2: I talked to Cameron about this a little bit because it, it it exists at this intersection for me of very corny and so sincere that yeah. it's hard for me to like yeah. <laughs> get too mad. Like right. I am not going. I'm glad that my church is not doing a uh, any Tupac remixes, any Christianized Tupac songs. But watching everybody out there having such a good time, it was hard for me to get too. Cynical. about can They, they did I it really mean? well
0: too. Like it's, it's good quality. let well, it's Kanye. Yeah. I mean, maybe right. they're doing. It. I mean, that's so it is it is is. a little corny, but at
3: least they're doing it well. You know. Yeah.
4: I just don't trust Kanye yet. That's my well, thing. That's I'm going that's okay. Fair. Fair. I, yeah. I feel like any minute he's going to do this thing that shifts it ninety degrees, and we're and it's going to be about him, or it's going to be. I, I just am not convinced yet.
2: Yeah. What do you think? What would convincing look
4: like? Well, I'll tell you, actually, Rich Wilkerson's sermon that he did there was Mm -hmm. the was the most convincing to me so far. Like, because he really talks about Jesus, and he really like when I watched that, I went like, "Okay, I'm I'm believing this more." I don't, I don't know, Huck. I mean, maybe when the album comes out, I don't know what's going to make me believe that this is genuine. But I'm, I don't, my radar isn't isn't green yet it's still yellow and i think that's
3: fair i mean it wasn't that long ago where he served as like a producer for like the you know adult video award show or whatever right? you know like i don't think it's unfair to be skeptical but i do think when you see look i mean god uses unlikely vessels at times if if scripture is indicative of anything you know
0: so we just need to be careful of like putting i mean christians do this a lot put, put put somebody on a pedestal like oh he's ours now he's one yeah. of us now right and then he right, lets right. us down and we, we do it the all first, the time first thing i don't
4: know that people are gonna do that though cameron i don't think you have to worry about that with uh kanye west in the like bible belt south like they did with like i don't know someone else i don't i don't know that that's gonna
2: happen i think you're both right and i think that something that that we on on this podcast and a lot of people i think have very rightfully criticized the embrace of say the president for of like like, well if he's if he says he's really turned a corner i'd like to hear him kind of repent for some of the things that he's done that that were very uh hurtful and were and were sinful uh and kanye has those too and i if he's done that not uh, not necessarily necessarily needs to be a big public thing. Then then I haven't seen that yet. So right. I would be interested to see if he regrets some of the things that he's done that would very much not be in line with this new turned. But I hope it's true. I, I, I would be awesome if it was true. I, I hope it's a sincere thing
0: on its face. Like just like the clip that we just heard and, and what he's doing where they're making Christian lyrics and, you know, and secular songs or known songs. Like, I'm I, I hear it and I'm just like it is absolutely triggering of the worst version of youth group for me. You know, yeah. where like, yeah. they would but do like, that to draw oh, sure. in, like, look, yeah. we're hip with the kids, you know, and it's just like, just play gospel songs. Yeah, like gospel look, songs are good. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to, you don't need to guys, do this. Music you know, or yeah. just or take those exact lyrics that you just did and just make your own beat. You're Kanye West. Right, right. Why are we needing to yeah. riff on this? Right. I, I that's why I'm kind of going like, if it was anybody other than Kanye, anybody yeah. other than Kanye, we would be just shellacking this. And I'm just going like, well, why are we going, oh, he's sincere? I'm going, no, this artistically is not... We can do better. I mean, like, I like the heart, but come on, artistically, we can do better. But is it the same as...
4: Is it the same as, like, you know, 200 years ago where they wrote hymns to (laughs) bar songs, right? Because everybody knew that... Now, this is coming from the girl who's skeptical of Kanye. I hear myself talking out of both sides of my mouth. But is it similar to that where he's picking songs that the people that are coming to this event would recognize and can pick up on the um, the melody quickly, even as he changes the words?
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, and I I mean, even
3: just as like a cultural curiosity, it's. I I personally think it's profoundly interesting
0: because and, and, you have and so now I'm kind of going his motive. What you just said, his motive is he going, is he at the ten thousand foot view going? I am intentionally doing what Annie just said, and I or da, da da da, or is he completely like unaware and he thinks that what he's doing is actually original? Like he's, he's like unaware that like youth groups have been doing this for decades, you know? Like or is he is he like? Like, I'm just trying to figure out where's he coming from? Because I yeah. agree with when you watch it, it feels sincere. But I'm going, is he just obtuse or is he brilliant or is he, does he not but, get it? Or is he trying to manipulate the, I Like, I don't know where he's coming from with it. Yeah, but, but I feel like that
3: all of those things apply to almost his entire career. You know what I mean? From him starting out where, you know, remember when he first came out during like college dropout era, they're like, who's this guy wearing pink polo shorts and, you know, or polo shirts, you know, like, is this ironic? Is he making a commentary on college? You know, like he's always been sort of this curiosity. So
0: now I don't know if he's uh, co-opting gospel and Christianity as almost like a commodity that he's going to use you know, or is this a true, sincere spiritual awakening? And he's a wide eyed five year old going, Wow, look at all these amazing things. And, and it's like, this is absolutely yeah. out of an abundance of a joyful spiritual awakening. And this is a celebration. Cause if it's that, I'm in. Yeah. If it's, if oh, yeah. it's, but it's, if it's like str- strategy somehow, yeah. I, I'm like, to me, it feels, it rings off. And, and yeah. the only time will tell. Right. I mean, that's the thing
2: we'll know a lot after the album comes out.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think with most things in the faith and I don't know if Benny Hinn's on the hot list, but with most things in faith. And I was just having this conversation with some friends because they're upset at some things that have got have slid under the radar in faith and kind of said, why did he or she get away with that? And what is really true is it all comes to light. Time tells you everything. Yeah. And so I'll just be interested to see in time yeah. if people's lives are changed toward the gospel right. because of what Kanye is doing or not. And I think we'll know in time when people start saying what their experience has been at those events.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I think the album will say a lot and the tour ensuing. And yeah. Yeah. how many explicit lyrics are in the album? And I mean, honestly, right. just all these things will kind yeah. of... Round out the picture for
4: us, right, anyway. right. I mean, I, I don't know that y'all follow country music, but one of the things that's not. been interesting is Florida Georgia Line. A couple this weekend had Chris Tomlin come on stage and sing "How Great Is Our God" in front of their audience.
3: Well, and Dolly Parton released a collaboration with right. the King and Country. Like, right, did I know that? It does seem like there's an there you know, across the cultural spectrum to a degree. And I think as the next item on the hot list will will kind of indicate it's I don't feel like it's just with music. I feel like across pop culture right now, there has been uh, less hesitation to embrace Christian uh, Christianity, Christian values and Christian culture can be is being kind of co-opted in interesting ways. Yes. Yeah, it just seems like it's Agreed. more acceptable than it had been before. Like this kind of melding and crossing over is interesting to see because it's it's manifesting
0: in a lot of different places. Yeah. All right. Coming to number four, the creators of CBS's new show Evil cite the Screw Tape letters as an influence for their approach to the series. So here's the official synopsis of the series. Evil is a psychological mystery that examines the origins of evil along the dividing line between science and religion. The series focuses on on a skeptical female psychologist who joins a priest in training and a carpenter as they investigate the church's backlog of unexplained mysteries, including supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and hauntings. The creators of the show, uh, Robert and Michelle King, told us, told Relevant, that uh, the debate in the show between faith and science mirrors conversations that they've had in their own marriage with Robert more spiritually minded and Michelle more skeptical. Uh, Robert King grew up in a Catholic family and attended a non-denominational Christian school later in life and cited C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters as an example of why it's so compelling to write evil villains like the ones on the show. He told us, uh, just like with C.S. Lewis, with Screwtape Letters, there's certain joy in writing that kind of demented person, uh, partly to explore why they're demented, but partly as kind of ironic perspectives on how you live your life. The, per- the show premieres on CBS later this month. It sounds way too scary for me. I'm not going to. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's super scary.
0: It's super
3: scary. I did like talking to the Kings because they were very open to talk about faith. But this is CBS, you know, whether people, you know, like their programming or, or no matter what their opinions are on their show, they're arguably the most they're the biggest network in America what maybe one of the biggest broadcasters in the world. And in prime time, now they have a show where the creators are citing CS Lewis as influences that directly right. deal with a Christian view of the supernatural. Their number one comedy is called God friended me about an atheist who hears from God, their talk show main talk show hosts as we will see later in the, 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 uh, the hot list, regularly engages conversations about faith. We have the biggest broadcaster in America that has embraced faith conversations. That's what I mean when I'm saying it's not just in the music industry, it's not just hip-hop, it's not just country music. Across culture right now, a lot more conversation, these conversations are happening.
0: I wonder if there was an internal shift after the, uh, the Les Moonves got booted for all the indiscretions. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering because that. it's now this is the pipeline that would be coming out after he left. I know he was big on Colbert getting yeah. his seat, yeah, yeah. but I'm just he wondering. I him, wonder yeah. if there's an internal culture shift over there, or if there's somebody at that top tier now. There's got
4: to be somebody. somebody. There's somebody who knows. I mean, it's not like Screw Tape Letters is they've gone through the top ten on New York Times bestsellers a year ago. You know, <laughs> yeah. so someone over there it knows enough to go deeply into CS Lewis's, uh, Library.
3: Well, yeah. and not only that, I mean, you know, I, I think the, the, the show this show has a similar premise of like what we've seen in The Conjuring franchise, which The Conjuring franchise was it's it's one of it's I think it's the most profitable horror franchise of all time. It's in the top 10 most profitable franchise movie franchises of all time because they've expanded into like Annabelle and The Nun and The Conjuring movies. But the Hayes brothers who created it are the sons of missionaries and base the first film on their experiences that their parents told them about being in the mission field and the supernatural occurrences they saw while doing Christian ministry. So I, that's what I mean. It's like th- these, these conversations are emerging in very interesting places.
4: I'm not into any of that. No, thank you. I'm not trying to get scared during my like 30 minutes of being entertained and disconnecting once a day. You're <laughs> not going to be gonna, scared.
2: I, I've uh, my word of the day, France word of the day is everywhere I go around here. I see posters for mm-hmm. Ka, chapter two, which is apparently French for "it" or maybe "clown." That. Yeah. I'm not sure yet, but yeah, one and of so those. When, so when you, yeah, so I when you're walking that.
3: by the 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 big glass window full of baguettes, and you're like, "I'll have Ka. Ka, please. And you're pointing to a baguette. And you're like, oh, I'm yeah, halfway there. Or, I can
2: say or they think I mean evil clown. I don't it could be one of the things where they change that. They could change We're not right exactly sure bit. about the translation.
0: <laughs> Alright, coming in number three this week. Jim Gaffigan opened up about his personal faith and why he doesn't like the praying hands emoji when he visited Colbert. Uh, so he he joined the Late Show this week and he vented that the praying hands emoji is only used by lazy people. He said... So you're praying for me, but you're too lazy to type out. I'm praying for you.
4: The uh,
0: it's, it's a good point. It's good you're taking really the time is. to actually yeah. say the prayer, but you can't just, take the time to say the up. words prayers in the text. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the conversation quickly turned to faith, however, uh, with Stephen asking Jim about his faith, to which Jim, somewhat jokingly, uh, uh, said, uh, "This is the only show in America where it turns like." Hey, so what about your faith, Jim? Um, which I thought was uh, pretty funny that it's the only yeah. show in America that Stephen Colbert always asks about the person's faith. And I thought the only show in America that does that until the relevant talk show debuts in 2022. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's going to be relevant, our beat.
2: relevant tonight.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Jim Gaffigan's wife and writing partner, Jeannie, recently had a serious medical challenge, eventually having a large brain tumor room removed. Uh, which she discusses in her new memoir. Here's a clip of Jim and Stevens exchange.
6: Well, I mean this, I mean
0: I, I, it's wonderful that Jeannie is 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 okay, but I was wondering, did that change your view of God or your sense of religiosity or your your approach to that when your wife, either you're, you're the woman you love most sure. in the world, went through this harrowing? Well, there are
6: so many uh, you know, there's individually, obviously individually, my personal relationship with Jesus, which sounds crazier, but is uh, you know, yeah, no, I found a lot of comfort in that, but I would also say that our community, the Catholic community, and even uh, most of our friends are atheists, and they were, you know, they would send messages like, hey, uh, I'm praying for Jeannie. And I didn't want to be like, hey, but you said you were an atheist. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> there was something. Uh, I'm praying to nothingness. <laughs> yeah, there is something. The comfort of that community, uh, you know, uh, our community was very supportive. And I would say that, but my wife is, I, you know, she's the spiritual leader oh, that really? I really nice. follow, you know. And so, she's your pope? She's my pope. But yeah, no, she talks about uh her faith a lot in the book, and I just get nervous, and which is why you bring it up? What do you mean you get nervous? I get nervous because it's you know my it's it's imperfect my my uh faith you know oh, I, unlike mine, which is no well, you Absolutely. Know what I mean? well, I think that people, gold you no, know, but I think that people assume like he admitted he believed in God, so he has to be perfect, and that's not the case you know I need to believe that that there is some greater power that is forgiving me for being the monster I am. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, l-
0: little
3: foreshadowing. little foreshadowing. Say, you, know, oh, you know what I wish, yeah. Cameron? Hmm. You know what I wish? That hmm. there was a platform. Because this was such an interesting 90 seconds of conversation. It was, good, it was know, a little, good, short, conversation. You know, short
0: conversation. I, I wish, wish there was, there was a, a
3: platform. could go deeper. That people would come to, Hmm. to have deeper conversations. Like that would be, I don't know, thousands of words long with (laughs) lots of backstory and quote after quote.
5: You know what else I wish? I wish
0: like, you know, not only do I want to read more about Hmm. like what Jim and Jeannie went through and and how it transformed their faith, but like, I want to see them in their neighborhood or at their home. Like I want to like, like take me there. Like have a like a photo shoot in their neighborhood <laughs> and then sit down and have a real deep conversation with them. I wish there was a magazine that oh, would have an article like that. Like hypothetically the longest build up in the
4: history yeah.
0: of the world. What if gave Jeannie a voice too. I wanna to hear from her. Yeah. This is yeah. her
2: ordeal. We need to give yeah. like
0: yeah. equal, if not more space yeah, to more. Genie. Yeah. Yeah. than just The
3: Celebrity Husband. And if only that magazine would have it in their 101st issue, which hits newsstands very <laughs> this soon. This week, this week, <laughs> yeah. next
0: week, yep. All right, coming in number two this week, uh, we got our first look at the drama Just Mercy. The film is based on Brian Stevenson's transformative book uh, called Just Mercy. It's about his time working as a lawyer trying to get black men off of death row in the American South. Uh, it's an incredibly harrowing read that exposes the systemic racism at the heart of the U.S. justice system. It's an important book. Uh, well, Stevenson is also a committed Christian and the founder of the reform organization, the Equal Justice Initiative. The movie adaptation is a who's who of celebrity powerhouse. It's, uh, it stars Michael B. Jordan as a young Stevenson, as well as Jamie Foxx and Brie Larson Uh, It is coming out in December, and here's a clip of the trailer. Each of us is more than the worst thing that we've ever done.
1: I
5: I know what it's like to be in the shadows. It's my dad. He do nothing wrong. It's never too late for justice. You're the only one kid enough to fight for me. If we could look at ourselves closely... We can change this world for the better.
0: We all need grace. We all need mercy.
1: It's
0: very inspirational. Yeah. Uh, I, I, a little, little personal behind the scenes on this one. About six, nine months ago, I was given the opportunity to visit the set while they were filming "Just Mercy," and was there on a day when Michael B. Jordan was shooting um, in the jail and stuff is unbelievably powerful. And then when I had lunch with the director, uh, Dustin Daniel. And when he, we sat down and he was like, Oh, you're from relevant. And he goes, he goes, I know relevant. It's like the cool Christian magazine. That's what he said to me. And I'm like, Oh, so he, he, uh, apparently he went to college at Biola in LA oh, Christian wow. university at Biola. Oh, wow. And he's yeah. not practicing Christian anymore, but, uh, apparently relevant and Biola, uh, that's where he came across us you know 10 years ago so.
2: he's also his next one is a he's getting into the marvel scene he's directing a, a marvel movie next after this so he's definitely on the ah. rise he's he's about to become a his life he's is about to man. change big yeah. time wow. and i loved this book i thought just mercy was just such a good yeah. read i love brian stevenson and i just can't it's one of those things i heard a little while back like they're doing the movie with michael b jordan and it kind of seemed like one of those things you'd hear about and then it fell apart because you know it doesn't quite work out but Now we got a trailer, and it seems like the studio has a lot of confidence in it. I'm excited to hear what you guys think about it, because you're going to see it in Toronto, right? Yeah, we're going to
0: try to if Jesse's Jesse's flight (laughs) gets there. Uh, No no big
3: deal, American Airlines. Not like I have any big plans this weekend.
0: Yeah, Jesse (laughs) is scheduled to interview Tom Hanks this weekend, and American is not... Not yeah. getting him there. I'm like, Jesse, yeah. get a, in a car right now. <laughs> like, just, just go. Driving to Canada. Just drive there.
2: <laughs> Tom makes famously terrible interview. Nobody likes him. <laughs> nobody, likes, nobody likes talking to big guy. Everybody with a bad opinion. of him.
0: So it, it was when we were there, when they were filming it, I was like, well, when's it coming out? And they're like, I don't know, probably like spring 2020. And then so it's going to be like March-ish next year. And then officially it became January 20th. And now it's December. which bodes well for, you know, they're probably trying to get it in December for award season and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. so it bodes well that it turned out good and the studio is getting more and more confident, putting it in a better holiday slot. So yeah. Happy. Yeah. Look out for just mercy. All right. Coming in number one.
4: What do you think? I'm excited.
0: It's not the Benny Hinn news. Really? We, it's not that, the Benny Hindus.
3: I left right? it off because that, because I, okay, here, I, a lot of people, you know, when they talk to me on the podcast, they're like, how do you pick the hot list? It's got to be intersection of faith and culture. The Benny Hinn was too much just faith. It was too much just like church oh, worldly, okay. you know? Okay, okay. Like, huh. I got to have some cultural hook into it. Like it was yeah. on TV, but it was really a faith person talking about faith stuff. I got to have a cultural hook for the hot lists, you know?
0: Interesting. Like, the, I, that's my so you're gonna, approach. Like if it you're change, not going to be like, like I'm, I'm the hot gonna, list coming to number three.
4: Interesting L- that he's already defending it. It hasn't even, we don't even know what yeah. it is. I can't wait now.
2: Then I have a hunch. <laughs> then I have a hunch because I, the one I'm thinking of is the the directly there at the intersection Faith Avenue, Culture Street.
0: If we're talking <laughs> the intersection, the overlap, yeah. the Venn diagram of faith that's and culture. That's what I look for. That's if what I look We're for. talking about that. Fine. In the 20 years we've been publishing and creating content, Looking for these stories. We have never had one fall in our lap as perfect as this. This is the center of the Venn diagram. (laughs) Coming in at number one. It keeps on giving. (laughs) This week, Justin Bieber. Led led worship. <laughs> Tyler, you get your turn. Boo. Justin Bieber led worship at a at a Judah Smith's church and 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 opened up about his about maturing in his faith this week. One of the biggest stars in the world actually led worship yeah. at a church and is talking about his faith. I can't Venn diagram this more directly. All right. So here's what happened. The pop star shared a clip of the service saying God is pulling me through a hard season. Uh, Having trust in Jesus at your worst times is the absolute hardest, but he is faithful to complete what he started. I also want to thank my wife for being such a huge support in my life through this season. It says in the Bible, count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds. It sounds insane considering when you face trials, you feel terrible, but if we're grateful and worship God for what we do have in that season, there is so much power in that. Whatever pain you're going through, just keep telling yourself this won't last Love you guys. We in this together. I mean, this dude's preaching to 12 million people with this post. I mean, that's insane.
4: I love him. I won't pretend. So, Huck, what's your feels?
0: Well, hold on. In another, in another post this week, we're not done. In another post this week, Justin uh, described how difficult his upbringing was and discussed the consequences of his past mistakes. He said, "By 20, I made every bad decision you could have thought of, and went from one of the most loved and adored people in the world to the most ridiculed, judged, and hated." However, he encouraged followers to be kind to others that are in seasons of struggle. He said, be bold today and love today, not by your standards, but by God's perfect, unfailing love. Here's a clip of Justin Bieber leading worship at church home, Judas Miss Church in the way. I'm
1: stronger. I am wiser, I'm better, much better. When I look back, you I can see I'm
0: now, Tyler, what are your negative words from <laughs> France? Hey, hold on. First of all, I'm not a Bieber fan. Like his music's all right. I'm not a Bieber fan. He yeah. can sing. He's got some Fred right he can Hammond. He He's got some Fred Hammond. He's good. I love that guy. Yeah, that was awesome. I,
2: gotta I have nothing. I have nothing negative. Hey, don't...
3: Purpose had a couple bangers. The like, like the. Yeah, purpose had some had some baggage. And I think
2: it takes a lot of. I, I was I told Jesse this yesterday. Uh, not every child celebrity story ends up like this. Obviously, there's a lot of really sad stories, and it sounds yeah. like Justin came pretty close to being one of those sad stories at various parts yeah. over the course of his career, too. Well, so I mean, he's been open. He's, he's been open know, about uh, struggling.
0: It's a long road. He's been open about struggling with substance abuse and depression and anxiety, and you know, obviously, and mistreating he, women. Yeah. yeah. And 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 obviously since getting married last year, I mean, he's still struggling with depression and anxiety and stuff. So it's like there's not like a happy ending like oh my life's perfect now. It's it's like he's being honest and open about the journey, which is very rare. You know, like yeah. to have somebody at his stature invite people into the 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 stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what I
3: mean? All right, Tyler, you disagree with Every one of these was in the perfect Venn diagram, dead center, faith culture, right in the crosshairs. Hmm. Speaking of crosshairs, which one are you so upset that we cover on the website, but we're not talking about the podcast? Sorry.
2: Just because, just because this was my intersection. You know, I've got a, you know, I've got a sick love for these things. Just, you, I think you all know that I cover these, that I've got a beat, and I don't even know quite what to call it. But comic I, books, I, I, it's like comic the,
0: books. That's your beat.
2: It's well, what? yeah, that, that, that's a, this is a different beat. This isn't that beat. This is like regressive uh, evangelical pop culture that steps on the rake in its attempt to <laughs> make a point. <laughs> it like, just can't seem to find its <laughs> way out of the... Like, it just keeps on getting caught in its own... Uh, hoisted on its own petard. And one of the chief... <laughs> One of the one of the chief, like a champion of this, somebody oh, who's God. really become a world class uh, rake stepper is Kevin Sorbo uh, of, of oh, Hercules. Kevin Sorbo. Obviously, also God's Not Dead, in which he lost his life. Apparently, I have not seen it. That's my understanding <laughs> of what happened. To so the he flop. does
3: not play God in the film because Kevin <laughs> no. Sorbo,
0: in fact, dies. <laughs> dead. And God's yeah. Not Dead. Yeah, Kevin I Sorbo think is dead. isn't that isn't that kind of like when Iron Man died? I mean, it was it was detrimental to the franchise. It was it was <laughs> altering. Yeah, I,
2: guess, I think that Kevin Sorbo wanted out of the franchise. He'd been in it too long. He carried it along as far as he could. He needed to make room for some fresh butt. So Sorbo now has a movie that he is going to be in. It's going to be in theaters for one night only. That feels kind of important to keep in mind for all of this. And it's called, it's one called Night The Reliant. And in the Reliant, I'm just going to read, I, I'm just going to read, the trailer is posted on relevantmagazine.com. I encourage re, you re, 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 Read your friends to your little pastor. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What night is it? Is it like Good Friday or something like that? No, oh, it's October. It's
2: it, just a random night in October. Just
4: that. You, know, uh, you know, it's
0: yeah. one of those things where you can like, you know, like the ballet has a one night theater release. You know what I mean? Or like I do love those like things. The, Super the Phantom.
4: Ball. Is it, yeah, Phantom, Phantom Events. Events. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I, there's,
0: I can't remember. there's, There's been more than one Christian movie that couldn't get distribution and decided to do a Phantom Events release just so they could say yeah, yeah, yeah. we had a yeah. theatrical release.
2: The, yeah. the rumor is that's how all these Christian movies manage to break box office is because churches just buy out the whole theater right. and then hand tickets out to anybody who wants to come from the congregation. I am interested I in the plot, important.
3: Tyler. I
2: think it's important <laughs> to note. I want to read a little bit from the official synopsis. Okay. Um, because it really does defy description. So the <gasps> setup is: okay. the setup is that Kevin Sorbo and his family are on the run from Antifa. Antifa has fled, gotten out of control, and their peaceful town and there's they they a bunch of Bernie Bros that is?
3: and socialists, like, like not, some people you know, say. As, Antifa, as our president
0: says, Antifa. Yeah, Antifa. It's, yeah.
3: They they are. They're like left wing, the
0: le- the liberal protesters. resistance to yeah yeah. yeah. Remember uh, like the clash in Charleston had the white Nazis marching and they were clashed with the antifa, or, you know, like people who were opposing. It, so right. it's yeah, it, it's, it's an I amalgamation of
3: the words. It's it's basically anti-fascism is
0: where they get yeah, uh, the, the okay. word from,
3: and they're also a conservative boogeyman because they pose. Almost zero threat to anyone. Yet, if you watch certain news outlets, they are basically the equivalent of like, you know, the ISIS cells in America. Like the liberal. Not, not, nonsense. not, not, you know, privileged kids that go to Portland universities and throw on a ski mask to protest the Klan meetings, you know. Like, anyway, continue with Any, this synopsis.
2: Anyway, so, Sorbo and his family They're on are on the run. On the run. On yeah. the run. And uh, according to the official synopsis, I'm quoting now. Alone and vulnerable, the children's faith and family bonds are pushed to the limit, especially those of the eldest daughter, Sophie, who questions the morality of gun ownership (laughs) <laughs> but soon learns that in God, all things are good, including her family's Second Amendment rights to defend themselves.
4: Wow. So, oh, wow. wow.
3: Much, much of the trailer that I will. Well, there's actually two trailers. And okay. Tyler, let me allow yeah. me to describe the first. And you can describe the second. <laughs> yes. Because one is the is the hard-edged action Kevin Sorbo trailer. The yeah. other is almost for a completely different film entirely that looks like a pure flicks marriage film like it has you would watch this trailer and have no idea that this is about a family on the run from a a, a mob of of well armed uh uh you know resistance fighters so literally one it's like it, it is a marriage movie but anyway so one of them is basically kevin sorbo shooting wildly into crowds of antifa fighters with a handgun while they are shooting back at, at, with with AK 47s. So there is no plot except for the words like Second Amendment flying on the screen. God flying on the screen. Kevin Sorbo shooting randomly more. For some reason a guy is running through various scenes with a samurai sword That for no reason that's ever explained. It's Kevin Sorbo and a guy with a samurai sword single-handedly fighting back the these mob of fighters. So why don't you describe the second trailer for us?
2: So the second trailer is described it, it was uploaded to YouTube and it's called Called simply Faith Trailer, so I have to assume <laughs> it's had a targeted audience behind it, <laughs> ah, it's so and, the whole and it has a very like emotional, like a very. It sounds like I don't know some sort of like a, a Christian pop star singing but singing behind it, and it seems to be mostly about a marriage, like a young woman and a man like planning their marriage, and and he commits some he like. She keeps forgiving him. Most of it is her like talking about how much she forgives him and didn't it, expect it, to be him, perfect. With him
3: saying stuff like this, I'm not a perfect man. she And she's like, I didn't want a perfect man. I wanted a man who served a perfect God. <laughs> du, 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 you know, and then yeah, oh, it, it's bad. It's bad. And the samurai guy, interesting. He does show up in that trailer. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he's there. No samurai sword,
2: but he's it. But that's the only reason I know it's the same movie. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Annie, what are your thoughts on The round?
4: I am so out on this. This does nothing for me. Why?
0: (laughs) Hey, if Kevin Sorbo will want to do the promotional rounds for his movie, you could have Mm -hmm. him on your podcast.
4: That's true. He's it's the true. one I'm not going to have. I plan on was
3: having. Was he the him. one from the red carpet <laughs> right. I plan? Listen, I, I am announcing Kevin? it here. I'm inviting Kevin Sorbo on this podcast yes, because it <laughs> would be hilarious and awesome. Yeah. And
0: who's with me? Jesse. Who's with me? It <laughs> only you know this. It only works to have on those the ironic guys if they're in on the joke. When we well, had John Tesh come on the yeah. show, he was a great sport. Cuz he I remember, gets I, The mystique I, of John Tesh.
1: Right, you know, right. I sat
3: in on an interview and I don't know that it ever aired or we did anything with it. This is years ago when the Rambo movie came out where he rescued the missionaries. Do you remember yeah. that? He, yeah. he was, yeah. he yeah. was a, he was a professional cobra catcher that reluctantly yeah. got dragged in to fight the Cambodian and single-handedly took down the Cambodian government for kidnapping American missionaries. <laughs> and during the press rounds, we got offered him, and Adam gleefully agreed. And the, the, 15, the 10 minutes that they spoke, which I just sat there with headphones on while the conversation transpired, was 10 of the most awkward minutes of my life. Because <laughs> Why, if there's one right, man happened? who is not self-aware at all and is not in on any joke that he is a part of, it is Sylvester Stallone. And Adam really? made, made a joke out of the whole thing. I can't even remember what <laughs> happened to it. Uh, but I remember I laughed the entire time. And I, I mean, had like, a, I, and had my hand, I had my hand on my face and tears were coming down. And I think I was really? sweating because it was so uncomfortable. But Adam's schools was a cucumber, <laughs> having a notebook in front of him, reading awkward question after awkward question <gasps> about hypothetical Rocky fights. Well, no! what about if Hulk Hogan was so, you know. And no! I'm just like, Adam, oh I can't gosh. believe you're doing this. And, and like, he's just standing. <laughs> Staring at me with his cold deadpan eyes, unflinchingly, as if this is the interview he was born to conduct. There's a, a, there's really a server somewhere in the relevant storage unit that that interview exists on. We just need to fly in it. Maybe we'll call Flynn. He probably knows where it is.
0: All right, that'll do it for.
1: It's the hottest, the hottest.
0: It's Ciclin. Stay tuned. Up next. Chris Brown joins us. Not that one. He's going to love these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard it. He's like, what? He's what? It. That's a finally. Oh, yeah, someone just made like that, that connection. Just
3: which, like him. Just another Chris Brown that makes music.
1: It really waters me down. Never meant for you to love, never meant for you to trust So I'll take my time next time And I'll do it right And I'll take my time next time
0: You're listening to Vagabond. The song is Water Me Down. Well, today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. You can even design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plugin. Including all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails in one intuitive interface, Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business. I've been using Squarespace for years and would highly recommend it. And right now, Squarespace is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. Go to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant. To save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Well, Elevation Worship is the worship ministry of Elevation Church, the multi-site church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and led by Stephen Furtick. We recently spoke with Elevation singer and songwriter Chris Brown about their brand new EP, At Midnight, The Heart Behind the Project, and even got a behind-the-scenes look at several of its breakout tracks. Here is our conversation with Elevation Worship's Chris Brown.
3: I want to start with the opener, Gone. Uh, I feel like it's such a cool, interesting choice for kind of the kickoff, and it definitely sets the tone. Can you tell me a little bit about writing Gone and also kind of what the response was when you sort of unveiled it to the church?
5: That one has a has a really good and interesting story. So for starters, our pastor, Stephen Furtick, he's a been a songwriter with our team for years right so like I knew him as a teenager when we were playing in bands together so I like first knew him before Elevation was even a church I knew him as this like musician songwriter that Gone was written I believe in January maybe the start of February of this year and I was on the road we were in the middle of a tour and I get a text on a Sunday morning when I know he's Preaching back home, and I get a text, and it's like this voice memo with a few with with some lyrics. And he's like, "What do you think about this?" And I'm and I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! Like it's in between services back home. You just got off the stage from preaching, and you're sending me a, a voicemail, which, to be honest, is is kind of like his normal creative flow. He's if he's in, you know, just the creative zone, whether it's writing for a sermon or in the middle of preaching, delivering." A sermon there's definitely been times when we've hopped on uh writing in the middle of that but so he sends me this idea and the chorus is there like gone gone now my sin is dead and gone um and the chords were were for the most part in place and it totally kicks off the theme of what we want this you know these five songs in this project to feel like which is again just like I've got a reason to show up and I've got a reason to shout and I've got a reason to sing, um, because of what Jesus has done. So, um, that one's, yeah, that one's kind of a different story, but, a, but a lot of fun to tell.
3: I want to talk about sea of victory. Because that, that's one that, you know, I mean, every, like some of the things, you know, the things that are mentioned in the song, you know, not backing down from any giant, you know, the, the, you know, kind of making it through storms. That's one I've listened to a bunch of times. And every time, you know, you kind of feel like you can just take on the world. And I feel like it's sort of, you know, the, the centerpiece of the EP. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, Sea of Victory and how that came together.
5: Yeah, we uh, we wrote that one um, in February of this year with Ben Fielding from Hillsong and Jason Ingram. I found in my life that when I stir when I have my faith stirred for like what will happen, it gives me like fate for today. Right. So like I feel like sometimes there's I'm existing in these different places in these different timelines. There's I've got fate and see fate the evidence of it from what happened yesterday. And a lot of times it's easy to say, you know, I've got faith for what shall be. But a lot of times what's hardest is having now faith for me, like faith for today. But when I declare something like I'm going, going to see a victory, like I will see this. I find myself getting just filled up and having faith stirred for, you know, it is going to happen. And this is giving me faith for right, right now. Like right now, when I, Feel like God is silent, like right now when I'm not hearing anything from God, and I feel like nothing is moving, and I see zero evidence of a situation turning around. But I still can see or feel my faith just getting getting stirred up, and I I feel like this is this is one of those songs that will that will do just that. Like it'll meet people in their situation and in there today, even you know when they're facing devastating circumstances or if they just feel like they're they're just kind of in a place where they're just tripping along every single day and and having um, not seeing any momentum or not really feeling inspired in any sense of the word they're going to have this fake
0: elevation worship stay tuned up next ask the cast
1: I'll make
0: I'm Jim Stump, host of the Biologos podcast, Language of God. I'm here to tell you about Season 2. We'll be talking to theologians, pastors, scientists, and writers about spiritual formation, evolutionary biology, social healing and civil discourse, language transformation, and so much more. We'll explore the harmony between science and Christian faith with John Ortberg, Krista Tippett, John Walton, and lots of others. Join us for Season 2 of Language of God find it wherever you listen to podcasts you're listening to sabrina claudio song is holding the gun okay it's time for bring in the jingles All right. We go on Twitter every Friday and we ask you guys if you have anything that's on your mind that you're one to ask the cast. Uh, You hit us up at Relevant Podcast and I will lob a few of your Ask the Cast questions (laughs) to the team now. Um, Okay. Carla Buckingham. This probably is more of a Jesse question, but Annie comes from the education scene. But Jesse will probably step all over you with this. Uh, Carla (laughs) The floor is Annie's. I just got promoted to vice principal... That rings Annie to me. But then the question is, I'm looking for creative middle school punishments.
3: Oh boy. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure, Jesse. Annie, you've been... You're right. You, this is you, great You were in education. I want to hear your take. And then <laughs> yeah. you take it over So
4: to my first take would be get them to clean up places because I always think when you make people do oh. community service, so I'm a big community service. So send them to the elementary school to clean up. Send them to the local high school to clean up after high schoolers. But not in their own that,
0: school, but not in their own school.
4: No, make them care about someone besides themselves.
3: Mm.
4: But Jesse, what's the real answer?
3: Public shaming in the form of (sighs) impromptu public speaking. You know, listen, (laughs) they want to cut up in class. Oh, well, the floor is yours, smart guy. (laughs) (laughs) Stand up here. Impromptu book report speech on George Washington. We're all ears, pal. We're all ears. I'm going to (laughs) film it on my phone. I'm going to send it to your mom and dad. How you like that? You little punk. Now you'll pay for making me cry. That's what I would do, Annie.
1: You think it's funny to cry in
3: front of a bunch of kids? Now you're going
1: to see how it feels.
3: You're a little
1: jerk. You didn't have to say that.
3: You have to get that personal. I'm getting a haircut today, you jerk. You think it's funny, Bobby?
1: Uh, you got a big, stupid... Stupid head face! <laughs> Ow!
4: That feels way too oh, real, to you? Me. Bobby. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> you're so <All> right. funny.
3: <laughs> you're so funny. You're gonna amount to nothing.
4: I knew kids <laughs> like you.
3: You got kicked out of college for <laughs> oh, being <gasps> <You>? stupid heads. <laughs> you're gonna be in jail,
0: Bobby. All right, just like that. Princeton. That's how you handle it. Yeah, that's put it in their know. place. Karis Brister uh, asks, um, she wants to know what Annie's next book is about. Uh, she wants to know Annie's oh, yeah. answer and Jesse's answer. Okay, uh, do you want to go first, Jess, or Michael no, first? I want to
3: hear yours, and then I'll throw mine, because, I, I mean, mine is, mine's called The Spirit of Discipline, and it's disciplining young middle schoolers <laughs> in the most emotionally charged way. Most of it is a yeah. long, rambling rant about that little punk Bobby that didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have to make fun of my appearance. <laughs> the spirit of discipline Annie f downs yeah dedicated to bobby the biggest jerk <laughs> in the world the biggest jerkhead ever what's your book about Annie?
4: what is my book about you know an interesting part about writing books is that i often feel like my job isn't to create something as much it is to find something it kind of already exists somewhere Spiritually. And so I said to someone yesterday, I feel like I'm an archaeologist and I know I'm at the right dinosaur, but all I've found so far is the feet. Mm. And so I'm not totally sure what the book is about. There is a theme of um, so far in what I'm writing, there is a theme of fun because that's kind of what I'm known for these days and a theme of holding joy and sadness at the same time. Mm. So those are the themes I see. Those are the feet of the dinosaur. So I know I'm at the right dinosaur, but I don't yeah. know what the rest of it looks like yet.
3: Wow. All right. You've
2: been asked this question before because that was you had that ready to go. You had the elevator pitch right out of the, you had the
3: elevator pitch right in the holster. Hot, hot and crispy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yes is the answer.
2: <laughs> it was as as they say here. It was al dente.
0: So, I think. <laughs> I think they that's right. I think it's it's Italian. Italian. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> About I'll, I'll Italy. <laughs> Um OK, Cameron Crenshaw has this is a family dispute. He just he says, "I just found out my wife, and then he tagged her Twitter name. I just found out my yeah. wife has been low-key listening to the relevant podcast All Caps, after telling me it was stupid for two years. How do we resolve oh. this conflict? Mm-hmm. And for a greater context, she then replies, uh, she says, number one, you're welcome. Number two, I'm allowed to be wrong once. Number three, why do I feel like cheesecake will fix this? <laughs> so, cheesecake but will not he fix the, the How damage. do we resolve this conflict? What's her? What is her name? Her name not is like Bailey. Bailey
3: Crenshaw and Cameron Crenshaw. Kaylee. That's interesting. Bailey. Bailey. Well, she, she called. Well, let me ask. She you called us stupid for two years. She called us stupid wow. for two years. Just like that, stupid head, Bobby. <laughs> Kate Bailey, you're a big stupid, <laughs> stupid head, jerk face. Jerk, <laughs> Bailey, cheesecake, it fixes nothing. <laughs> I do want to know what won her over. Like,
2: what was the uh, what, what did she think was stupid? And did we course correct, yeah. or did she <laughs> or, or did,
0: did she realize yeah. that she's no, the stupid let You gotta, one let, all you gotta let the stupid wash over you long enough, and then yeah, you yeah, uh, uh, of, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: anything. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the frogs don't realize they're boiling, and, you, that's know, right. know, you yeah. just that's sit exactly them in there long right. enough, and yeah, that's exactly right.
3: Um, and uh, I realized John, they've wasted a tremendous amount
0: of their life listening to us John Tanzi says, or he asked, "You get control of one Twitter account for one hour. Which account oh, and I what do you, what do you tweet? Oh, that's a
4: great. That's question.
0: a great question. Oh
4: man, one account for one. I was thinking hour. about this
2: because because the, they they hacked Jack's Twitter account last week and they just did yes. dumb stuff with yeah. it. just stu- Like if you if you're
3: smart enough to hack into somebody's Twitter, you got to be smart enough to do something <laughs> cool when you're there, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the I think we all know the obvious answer. I think we all know
2: the obvious answer. Y'all, and, y'all
3: and, both want and, Trump. And the tweet would be, I resigned you all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Oh, right. no. I stepped <laughs> out. Oh, no. I, no, I was move I'm moving to Alabama <laughs> to fight hurricanes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Who do you I want, resigned. Cameron? What <laughs> would you take over for an hour?
0: Oh, I don't know. I have no clue. Oh, man.
4: That's not how the questions work. You don't get to not have an answer.
0: No, I mean, but but Jesse said was well, funny because like the official statements of, the, of, of every tweet is an official statement of the White House. So yeah, right. it's, I hereby, uh, I hereby. Uh, uh, I hereby
3: <laughs> wow. It. Yeah. It just, yeah, and then I would hereby order businesses to stop from doing business with China and see how that goes over. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong
2: there? I I would hereby. I th- I think. Uh, I don't even know if he had. He doesn't have Twitter, right?
3: Bezos. I don't,
2: oh, I don't, interesting. I, don't I don't know if he does or yeah.
0: not.
3: I think he does because I think I remember when him and his, I mean, this is a sad point of preference but I do remember them issuing a public statement when their That's marriage right. was
0: ending. When they divorced. And, and I thought That's
3: that right. was on, I think he does have Twitter. So what would you do if you could get into Jeff Bezos's Twitter account?
2: I, I think, I, I think I just start like pulling up GoFundMe's, put that, put all that oh, money to good use. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh. Just uh. find all the cool just ones Just retweeting out there. Them? Or, or tweeting them. And then if I've got his Twitter password, I have got his Venmo password. I can use <laughs> it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'll
4: just start meeting needs.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Robin Hood.
3: Cool. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. Gosh, I don't know who I'd want.
3: I, I would um, take I would take John Piper and go J.K. Rob Bell. We've like <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, fa-
4: na- 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 the farewell It's all a big joke. We're <laughs> you build I bridges. would really enjoy John Piper's. <laughs> it's <literally, that's laughs> it a great a, answer from
3: you. never seem like John Piper just had a long con with Rob Bell where he was just seeing how long he could stretch. it Listen, Annie, in this hypothetical scenario, you have John Piper's Twitter password. Oh, he cannot yeah. get in for one hour. What do you tweet? Yeah. What do you tweet?
4: It's just retweeting female pastors over and over again (laughs) who are on stages doing the good work of the gospel and a lot of stuff about uh, women in leadership. I think that'd be a real, that'd be a real treat. Annie, I, my
3: mission, I don't know if I can legally say this, but I am going to try to hack John. Piper's Twitter account today. And y'all just the-,
4: the side <laughs> of me that y'all barely know that they that the public for sure doesn't know that you guys kind of know is that I have a real justice streak, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and given the chance, I could be a terrible person. And so, this conversation tonight, when I go to bed, I will lay there for twenty five minutes. Yeah. Dreaming of what I would do. <laughs> and it will be so satisfying. I, don't, I don't like
0: that. I like it a I'm lot. I'm literally thinking, like, who, who, if I could have access to their voice, would I want to say to America or whoever, I'm sorry? Like, that's what, like, mm. I'm just thinking, like, who would I want to apologize for? You know, <laughs> like, right. Piper would be interesting to try to unwind some of the stuff that's been put out there yeah, interesting lots of lots of pull apart yeah. all right last question uh harrison says so i just started college and i like all my professors except one my communications professor what do i do mm.
2: tell them um, your comms prof <laughs> yeah they're a comms professor
4: they can handle so, I, it. Yeah, I think it. your
3: next speech is why you're a big jerk face. And <laughs> if, this is my persuasive <laughs> address
4: the whole thing to Bobby.
3: This is my persuasive speech and I'm persuading you to know how much a big dumb jerk you are.
4: Um <clears throat> all my
3: other professors are great, <laughs> but you're a comm professor and you are a big dumb jerk. Uh, yeah, I I mean I, I, when I didn't like professors, I would just act up in class. I mean, I would show, you know, this is about showing them who's in real control here. You're the, in college, here's the thing. Here's the thing about people don't realize about college that are, that are in their first or second year. I don't know what year, but com communication sounds like a general ed class. So this makes me think they're probably a freshman or a sophomore is that Ah. you've been trained your whole life where. You know, you basically are under the authority of your teacher, right? In college, you are a right. paying customer. That professor's working for you. The consequences are far, <laughs> far less when you act out in college. because I have no never profess- thought about
4: that, Jesse. No professor
3: wants to be the one that's like, yeah, I threw out three kids. In high school, in elementary school, middle school, that's fine. They send them to the principal. They got a whole system set up. You don't get sit in the principal in college. You can be funny. Right. You can be a funny, trust me on this, you can be a funny cut-up-in-a-college class And there's almost no consequences. They're not going to send you (laughs) anywhere. They're literally, they're they're paying customer. You're a paying customer and you're an adult, right? When you're a child, they can, they, they actually have things that they can do to punish you in college. I took too long to realize this. I didn't realize this till like junior year. And it's like, I can say whatever I want in this class and be the biggest jokester ever. And there's nothing that they can do. No college professor wants to be one that lost control of a. Class of college students, right. I'm telling you, there's no consequences. Just be a
0: cut up, be hilarious, say all the things you wanted to say. I can tell you from experience that their only course of uh is to pull you aside and and remove you f- like from the class, like drop the course. Yeah, like. I don't right. want you in my class anymore. Yeah, you but no, I mean?
3: but but it's like that right. scene in The Hangover where they steal the police car, and Bradley Cooper's like, "Listen, no cop wants to be the one that's like a bunch of tourists got a hold of my police cruiser and left on Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> no college professor wants to be. Yeah, I had to kick five kids out because they're making fun of me. All the other co- it's not a badge of honor. <laughs> like the you held all the power, college student.
0: Let it have some fun. All right. Well, many thanks to the. Uh, there's so many more questions. Good um, luck with that
2: to our freshmen. Yeah.
0: Hey, I want to, before we close the show, I want to say something personal. Uh, I've only kind of gone here a couple of times over the years, uh, like when I was going through my divorce and stuff and whatever, but I want to mention something um, that happened this week. And I want to share with our listener family, I guess, before we close, we have a couple of minutes. Um, so you might remember her. Uh, there is a person who came on the the podcast a couple of years ago Do you remember when we had uh, Quip was one of our sponsors, and (laughs) I pulled in a friend to give us Quip tips. (laughs) Quip tips. Um, That was Morgan Hickey, and um, she is somebody very close to me. And you've you've heard me mention on the podcast uh, that this has been a really hard year, and this year or this week uh, we were able to kind of share a little bit more about that and uh, told her story, Uh, Morgan found out uh, earlier this year that she is in a late stage of a very rare and aggressive cancer. And um, it's a freak thing and the doctors don't really have a clear path for her. Um, they There's only about 20 cases of her type of cancer that's been documented in the world. So everybody's kind of guessing and she's um, in the fight for her life right now. And she's seeing specialists and leaving no stone unturned with holistic r- remedies and uh, emotional things and spiritual. She's flying to Bethel tomorrow to get prayed over this weekend. I mean, like really pursuing um, uh, or fighting for her life. And this week I I made a little video and we started GoFundMe for her fight and we shared it. And, and literally like two days, almost $25,000 have been given uh, to support her um, and her treatment and everything. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, I know some of you guys who listen to the podcast have like retweeted it and have donated. And, um, I just want to say she's overwhelmed right now, like in such a profound way, all the love and support, um, that everybody's uh, been, cause it was really scary for her to share her story, you know? And, um, I, I was like, man, just give people an opportunity to support you and love you. And, and, you know, but she was scared that like, what if nobody cares or like, what if nobody, um, you know, helps or whatever. And just to see the outpouring has been overwhelming in a great way. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, her GoFundMe is GoFundMe.com slash Morgan Hickey, um, H-I-C-K-E-Y. If you want to go see the video we made and hear more of her story. So she's a friend of all of ours. And um, I just wanted to share that with our listener friends. So we,
2: it's been a, kind of tough to be on, on this side of it and hear some of his updates it's ob- these are always like super scary and seeing the numbers I-, I checked in once again i came in next morning after the gofundme <laughs> had been up for a little while missed a lot in the night and it was uh it was cool to see how far it had come so quickly yeah, yeah. It keeps going that direction
0: yeah yeah it's it, the thing that's scary but it's like if she's doing one treatment route it's largely covered by insurance right but she needs to know. She needs to go talk to people who have treated this kind of a cancer. Yeah. You know, the prognosis uh, for her type of cancer, in the few cases that have been documented, was after treatment, nobody lived more than five about five years. And so it's a very scary situation. But we're believing for a miracle, man. Yeah. I mean, like I, I believe that there's, we serve a miracle working God, and I'm. Um, we're, we're just standing in her corner and she's fighting. So I appreciate everybody who's rallied around. Yeah. It's been and it, awesome to and see. it
3: has been inspiring to see her faith and your faith. And, and you know, uh, people like, you know, Christine Kane who prayed for, you know, and, and you mm-hmm. know, not just seeking medical attention, but really kind of seeking the prayers of the body of Christ. And it's really inspiring to see faith in action like
0: that. And, and I'll tell you behind the scenes, like, the 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 national leaders and people who have surrounded her. I, I'm just going to say this. So she's going out to Bethel. That's because banning Leepshire, the pastor of Jesus Culture, which you know is in Sacramento now, but started at Bethel. He reached out and he said, "God put it on my heart that she needs to go to Bethel. There's something that happens there, and, you know, and 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 Jesus Culture uh, bought her ticket and her hotel and her car and is sending her out there." Like seeing that type of stuff, she's, she feels called to ministry. And so she's, um, she went back to school to pursue a ministerial leadership degree at Southeastern university. When the deans there heard about her fight, they gave her a full scholarship. I mean, it's just Thank like, yeah. come on. <laughs> it's not just about money. You know, it's not about money. It's, it's just like people rallying around somebody that you care about yeah. in a very tangible way. It's been really powerful. Really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Super cool. Yeah. Hey, many thanks to Chris Brown for joining us. Uh, Not that one. Uh, The good Chris Brown. Uh, Make sure to check out Elevation Worship's. Uh, make sure to check out Elevation Worship's new EP at midnight. It's out now. It is really powerful. I mean, that's it really is. It's a very great EP. Go check it out. Um, also, thanks to Squarespace for for making the episode possible. Remember you can go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. Hopefully, Jesse, I'll see you in Toronto tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. hopefully. All right. (laughs) I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee.
4: I'm Annie F. Downs.
0: We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone.
3: To cry in front of a bunch of kids now, you're going to see how it feels. You little jerk. You're a jerk. You didn't have to say that.
5: You have to get that personal. I'm getting a haircut today, you jerk. Relevant Podcast Network.
4: Say goodbye